Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. There they are, Jared and Jensen, announcing Winchester Radio. Welcome, everybody, to our podcast this evening. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about episode... The sixth episode of the 10th season, or episode 201, if you're counting that way, um, is titled Ask Jeeves, and it was written by Eric Tarmello and Nicole Snyder, who recently joined Twitter, and John McCarthy directed this episode, who's better known as Johnny Mac on, on the crew. Did a great job, I thought. A great job. And... I mentioned last week that this episode I had like not many expectations, if any, because I preview and I thought, oh, this could go really, really wrong. But I ended up really, really enjoying it for for what it was, and and I thought it was just right because you can really step over the line with some of that sort of campiness and 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 the sort of satirizing the social socialite characters and this could easily go too overboard so I uh, where it's almost painful and cringeworthy to watch and I thought they were painful to watch but in a good way it could have been in a bad way but they were painful to watch you know in a good way and I really really ended up enjoying it um the episode was a sort of monster of the week until the very very end um, with Dean and possibly reacting to the mark of Cain. But I enjoyed it. I mean, it just seemed like a nice throwback to the early days that we enjoy. And I thought it was a fun script. I thought it was funny. And I thought the music was just great in this. It was sort of parlor mystery and, and uh, um, very enjoyable. And based on the game Clue. <laughs> there you go. So, did you guys like it? I will say. Yes. Yeah, uh, definitely. As, as someone who, I'm, I don't know, this is going to be twofold. When we did the podcast, and Susan, you were at ChicagoCon uh, for episode four, Becky and I were just like, gush, 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 we love this episode. Now that we're on episode six, I'm going to go back and revise a statement I made then, this is actually my favorite episode of the season so far. I but agree. I, and I was, yeah, I was excited for it because Clue, and um, what I liked is because Clue itself is super, super campy, like you said, mm-hmm. there was the danger of this going overboard. But what I like that Eric and, and Nicole did is they actually – took the camp down, but you still get mm-hmm. a satire feel, and it still feels over the top, but because it's less over the top than the actual movie, it felt, it didn't feel overdone, it felt well-paced, I just, it was a solid monster of the week with, an, with a, a fun framing, and I'm actually going to say this. If the 200th episode had to be a monster of the week, and it technically was, I would have rather it be this episode than the episode we got. Oh, I 100% mm-hmm. agree. 100% agree. And my mother said the same thing. And, and I asked th- this, episode, 
this episode felt very season two-ish to me, which is a huge mm-hmm. compliment, compliment because mm-hmm. season two is the best season. Yeah. And there, it was just so many good things about it. Um, one, there was a lot of actors in this that we've seen before. Um, the, um, the butler was the preacher from Faith. Um, mm-hmm. The detective was the bus driver from After School Special. That's um, who he was. I couldn't place him. <laughs> um, the Stanton guy, he was killed in the bar in Sin City. Um, and then I'm pretty sure um, when when Sam and Dean first pull up to the house and you can see the exterior, I'm pretty sure that's the same exterior that they used for um, Sarah's dad's auction museum auction house in Providence because it looked very much the same. I expected there to be a car there with the Kripke license plate, you know, because <laughs> like it looked just like it. So I'm pretty sure that's the same place. And it, it was, uh, it was just so, so good. So it was scary. It was funny. It, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And it had a nice um, misdirect because just like Sam and Dean, you thought it was a ghost. You thought Bunny had come back and, and, Maybe Stanton, who'd also have been dead a while, he had come back, and then all of a sudden we find out it's a shapeshifter, also another classic supernatural uh, monster, one Sam and Dean has seen before, and the whole bit with the silver. And it's so fun to look back because Colette is the one who, uh, the maid, he turned out to be the shapeshifter. She's the one who brought them to what she told them was silverware, and she knew very well it wasn't probably mm-hmm. and <laughs> excuse me very smart and and they had no idea she was even to be suspected she played the part of being the frightened um kidnapped maid so well and was so nice and kind and on their side and seemed to love the family and it was a complete sham and I thought it was just great I thought she was wonderful the actress who played Colette. That's uh, Isa, Isabella, I think, Isabella Nico. And she was so much fun. She did a great job. The whole the whole supporting cast, they, they were great. I just loved them all, especially the, were they aunts or sisters? Um, I don't remember mm-hmm. the two women. I loved them. I, I could watch a whole, I think I could watch just them. They were hilarious. <laughs> and Dash. Yes, and I love Dash. Yeah. Yes, that's um, good too. He hunts pheasants. Yeah. I'm so I'm so sorry. It's Olivia, not Colette. I, it, she was Clown College Colette, and she's the one who was killed. Yes. And I love the I'm running. So I love the running <laughs> gag of of Clown College Colette. Everyone was like, yes. Clown College Colette. I love that running gag. And running gags can get really annoying, and that one didn't. And one of my favorite no. lines. Yeah, one of my favorite lines of this episode. You know, talking about how it felt. You know, very old school is that they're pondering whether they can get back out to the car to get the EMS re- reader, which is, you know, a classic throwback anyway. And they're like, no, we can't. And being going, cold spots it is. And it's just the thing that we take, that the show has taken for granted for a few years that mm-hmm. are kind of the things you need to do. They need to do their job. They haven't been doing. It's just kind of glossed over. I like it being brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, that was a, another great thing, like BMF, and then having to go, okay, we can't get it. Well, 
we'll have to just take a step even farther back and, and go back to the other ways. So, yeah, it was it was just great. I also loved when um, uh, the butler was explaining about what had happened to Colette and said, you know, she she was not on the ground. She went off to find herself, and uh, one of the sisters said, oh, ashram in India, and he said, no, clown college in Sarasota, Florida, and and she takes it very seriously, and she nods and goes, "Oh yes, good choice." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they were. Yeah, the day places were fantastic in this. Like, yes. yes. But what yes, I liked yes. about what I liked about the writing of the episode is it's very easy to have your day players overtake your um, relieves in this show because you we only see the day players they're usually just one shot only unless you get a reoccurring mm-hmm. like um and we we've discussed that that's my issue with with Charlie who is you know that's a day player character and whenever it's her episode she becomes the coolest smartest fastest strongest mm-hmm. best aiming as like I said Char- Charlie Sue and it makes Sam and Dean look really incompetent when they are the best hunters in the world so I like that this episode had a balance of really cool day players, but you're still focused on Sam and Dean, which yes, I, think yes. takes, I think it takes a, a talent in writing to do that because when you're writing a show like Supernatural and almost every episode you're creating new characters, I think it's very easy to, and Sam and Dean don't belong to any of the current writing staff. So I think it's very easy to be uh, grow a little more affection to what you create rather than what you're doing on a on a daily basis in a way. And I think it takes a certain amount of finesse to not get embroiled in your creation and let it override somebody else's. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah, and again, they could have gone over the line and become cringeworthy and caricatures and and. Um, they uh, two uh, at least two of the ladies were definitely happily and openly chasing Sam and Dean, and that could have again been very cringeworthy and icky. Mm-hmm. And it, and it wasn't. It was it was very amusing, and uh, I thought Sam and Dean handled themselves very well. They were kind of, you know, Sam was a little bit uncomfortable, but he did what he had to do, <laughs> distracting the ladies and. Uh, um, and I love how he faked the one out by saying, you know, I'll, I'll be right there. And she turned around and left. He just zipped off in the other oh, direction. Oh, I like that, too. <laughs> yes. And uh, and then when he was sitting on the couch and the two, la- two ladies were bookending him and playing with his hair, <laughs> talking about his hands, and Dean comes in and finds him. It was just cracking me up. It could have It could have gone very, very wrong, but it was actually very funny. And I agree. Uh, again, great writing and great uh, acting uh, from the from the actresses. And just a little thing that they showed, but I loved it was when Dean comes in and he's dancing there playing cards with them. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I just, I just loved. You know, he's just sitting there playing cards, and the way he won that round, it looked like so. It looked like they were playing yeah. mummy or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. And no. again, <laughs> it's one of those things that I think you know, respect to the source material. We know Sam and Dean are, are card sharks, like duh. And so yes. to mm-hmm. that subtle, that subtle bit of Sam winning, it, it again, it's the little mm-hmm. details. In, in this episode, there were just such little details that really mm-hmm. made it work 
so, so well. Yeah, so, and uh, I, I did little, think that it, about the cards yeah. and how good Sam and Dean are at it. And, again, they didn't have to say a word. Dean didn't have to make an obvious comment. Sam had me obvious. It was just if you know the boys, you know they're that good at cards and, and that kind of thing. And that's it. It's just a little tip to them being that good. So, yeah, loved yep. it. Another nice touch. One other thing it's always like, the little like, things. It's, it's always the little mm-hmm. things are my favorite things in the episodes. It's always mm-hmm. the little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. One thing I don't know, I don't know whether this was just a coincidence or if it's glycerin or if Jared decided I'm going to do 100 jumping jacks before this moment. But when Dean shoots um, Shapeshifter Colette and he, you know, overkills her, and the shot to Sam, and he's terrified, but he's also really, really sweaty. Mm. And I, it's perfect because he should be. Yes. But I don't know if that was just a happy coincidence. I would love to know if it was a happy coincidence or if it was something that was just awesome. Jared. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. It's Jared, you know, as we know, <laughs> Jared does have a tendency to to, to be that way. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. But yeah, it worked. <laughs> Yeah, we don't ever really we don't really ever see that. No, so I thought it, I thought no. that was kind of you know pretty interesting in terms of you know I'd like to know how whether just you know to know because if it mm-hmm. was something on yeah. purpose, well, kudos to the director. If it was just Jared's mm-hmm. name, well, kudos to your subconscious body for sweating at the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like Jensen has like Jensen has has said before that that. He knows in his head that this isn't real, but his body doesn't doesn't know that he's right. not really going through that fear or that emotional trauma. So his body reacts. So maybe Jared's uh, body was just in the moment <laughs> of being scared. He was like, "Oops, <laughs> I, I'm going to." The next con is until January. Someone please file that away for a meet and greet and ask. <laughs> Good question. Good yes. question. <laughs> Some method acting there, <laughs> right? But again, yeah, like some extra lights was, on me, guys, so I can sweat. <laughs> yeah, but like we said, it it was the details in this because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, it was a very obvious sweating where you know we don't ever see that, so it, it actually stood mm-hmm. out for that reason to me. Mm-hmm. So yes, it worked. Um, another a bunch of of smallish details were, of course. The movie is like, uh, I'm sorry, the episode is like the movie Clue. Well, I think Dean managed to handle or we at least saw every single weapon used in the game. The candlestick, Mm -hmm. the rope, the pipe. He went from room to room. And he even brings it up. He mentions, you know, Colonel Colonel Mustard, who's one of the characters in Clue. But I thought that was so funny how they worked in. Yeah, he tells Sam to stay with Mrs. Peacock and Colonel Mustard. Yeah, and again, they even show was, even show the clue game in the attic. The camera goes past it. Right, like this was a very obvious forty-two minute commercial for the game. However, <laughs> if you don't know that there's a game, or it could, like we said, it could have gone really wrong. This could have gone mm-hmm. very sideways, and it didn't. the The fact that it was promoting the game was not. It was not obvious. It was not heavy-handed. It was very, very subtle. And going back through um, their episodes, because I have noticed that um, 
the Charmelo Snyder duo kind of gets a bad rap online for their episodes. And I kind of went back and I was like, you know, aside from Mannequin 3, The Reckoning, which I told Becky, not that I think it's a bad episode, like, I don't think it's top 10 worst, but it's very unmemorable. It was just whatever. But aside from mm-hmm. that, I actually really enjoyed all their episodes because my only mm-hmm. issue with Dog Bean Afternoon had to do with the voiceovers, which had nothing to do with the two writers. Now, I do think that it was a bad choice and it threw you out of the episode a bit, but again, not their fault. The premise of the mm-hmm. episode was actually really cool. So... Um, I realized that they're actually, of the current group of writers, they're two of my favorites. I yes. hadn't realized it. I hadn't realized I felt that way. So, Speaking of the Clue game, um, it's for the Supernatural version. If you're listening and you had not heard about it, um, Supernatural version of Clue is available at Hot Topic and probably a bunch of other places. We recently gave away several sets of the game. Um, through our giveaway with USAopoly. And we um, they have asked us to do, uh, if we would like to do another giveaway for the holidays. So look around in December. We should be doing another giveaway for Supernatural Clue and Supernatural Ouija Board. And it is also available on their website. Yes. USAopoly. Mm. Very cool people. Very yeah. nice people. Yes, yeah. I like them. Yes. And actually, and games um, are Beyond it is cool. going to be a, yeah, it is only legitimately available through Hot Topic or USAopoly um, going to be sold anywhere else, or it shouldn't be. It uh, is exclusive to Hot Topic. Some mm-hmm. other places I've seen have apparently bought some stock, um, and like I saw TVMerch.com has some for sale. No, I mean like a store to walk into. Like you're not going to find it right, in Target, right, Walmart, right. um, Toys R Us. You're not going to find it in any store. No. Mm-hmm. I hope they do a Supernatural Monopoly. I really want a Supernatural Monopoly. Well, and I, one of my best friends collects Monopolies, and I was like, oh, please, no. Damn it. And she's a, and she's a Supernatural fan. So. Cool. Perfect USAopoly. If you're listening to us, please make one so I can buy um, one of my best friends a Christmas present. Thanks. <laughs> You've only got a month to do it, so they, they she said on she said on November twenty first. <laughs> well, there's always next uh, year. <laughs> true, true, and mm-hmm. I I like also because you know they did premiere the they released the Clue and the Ouija board episode at the same time or games at the same time, and I like that they went with Clue as a promotion because we've already mm-hmm. had a Ouija board featured in the show twice, at least? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, is there more than twice? Three times. Twice. It's been three <laughs> times because, yeah, we, I, we've had people, yeah, that are... I can't remember the third people. time. It's with the with the kids, in my time of dying. Yeah, there's, there's with, um, in my time of dying, when Sam uses to communicate with Dean, then there's yeah. in Bad Day at Black Rock, when um, Bella mentions that she used one. Oh, I forgot they about find that. Out. It's a throwaway yeah. line. It's a throw- okay. I meant like actually and seeing a Ouija board in the, in the episode. Then, um, the other one was in The Mentalist. Um, one of the fake psychics gets stabbed in the neck with the planchette. Yeah, I remember that one, but I didn't remember Bella's line. Yeah. Although in, in, in my semi-defense, I try to block out much about Bella 
I love Lauren Cohan, though. I love her. Don't like Bella. Yeah, I, I, don't like Bella. I don't like Bella for the same reason. Anytime Bella's in an episode, suddenly Sam and Dean no longer knew how to do their job. Yes. And Eric, yeah, Eric Kripke himself talked about that, about how, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thank mm-hmm. him for validating me because when I had written a big thing about that back then, as the episode, I got so, like bombarded by all sides for being like a woman hater. And I was like, but I am a woman. Okay, thanks. But your name's not a woman name, so so no. You I know. <laughs> it just confuse people. Um. <laughs> I have ah. to say real quick, because um, um, the scene is on right now. I love the way the scene was shot when um, Dean, Sam is in the floor in the kitchen with a gun and um, Olivia has the gun on him and Sam's in the floor and he can't tell if she's going to come around the kitchen island from the left or the right. And he keeps looking both ways. I, I just love the way that episode was shot. I just, that scene mm-hmm. was shot. A lot of the yeah. shots in the episode were really... Like the Dean's point of view when he goes into the secret room, it's got just the right bit of, you know, right before it cuts to him, it's our point of view, and it's just this side of non-static, and then it switches to his point of view, and you can see where he, you get the feel that he's walking, but it's not over the top, it's not poorly done, which you know sometimes can be very that found footage kind of look, and this wasn't. Mm-hmm. I love Dean, and Dean spent a fair amount of time on his own searching through the house, but it wasn't boring, and it was really interesting, the point of view when he's looking in the armor, the small, the sort of miniature suit of armor, and he's mm-hmm. looking, and he and he lifts up the mask, and he looks in, and I thought it was, I thought it was great, and it also reminded me of Dean looking in the microwave at the Fairy. Yes. Exploding. <laughs> Just a sort of point of view. <laughs> and speaking, speaking of that, someone had mentioned that someone had mentioned that that was a nice kind of like throw like throwback to him being a knight of hell as a demon. I don't think that's why they did it, but mm-hmm. like in a meta way, that's cool. I don't think that's yeah. why though. Um, I loved the then section. Because it had basically every kind of monster, you know, that they've ever killed, all the way back from the water oh, to now. Yeah. They showed they showed clips from season one to now, and it was so awesome seeing so many, um, you know, old scenes. Mm-hmm. And I like that they did that because a lot of times in the then section, they pretty much telegraph what's going to happen in the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. This was great I camouflage. Yeah, this one, they just threw everything at you and said, here, pick out, <laughs> see if you can guess which one it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Ha! <laughs> yeah. And and the whole peach taco thing is never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> no, that taco will always be so good. Taco. And again, that's, that's Charmelo and Snyder, that episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's great. And I I also, I'm I'm grateful for not just this episode, but the last one, too. Um, for all the baby love, you know, Dean's out there fixing and cleaning and and dust busting. I didn't even know they owned a dust buster, but okay. <laughs> and and I'm just loving seeing because I, you know, Dan Powell is my third favorite character. 
and I'm so happy to see her all polished up and clean and well cared for again. It's also a really simple a simple thing for the for Dean to be doing and, and the brother interaction around the car. That isn't serious and emotional always. I like those scenes too. But it's it's just nice to see it's a little bit of normal moment of them doing it. And then Sam bringing out the the unmanly sized cups of coffee <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> and I like that it was pretty obvious that Dean liked the glazed donut flavor, but you know, he wasn't gonna let mm-hmm. it so. Yeah, <laughs> I always like when they do things with Dean like that. I have, um, I don't always like when they make Dean such a closet geek, nerd, whatever, because I don't think it suits the character. Um, I just don't see when Dean would have the opportunity to geek out over certain things. We talked about this with Red last week, but just in general, um, like where is his downtime? Doesn't you know? Um, especially for really modern pop culture references, because. Yes, they have time off, but, you know, something big is always looming over them. You don't really stop to watch Hunger Games in the middle. But <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I like when there's little things like the, like the coffee that make Dean, that gives him a facet, but, again, it's subtle. Um, it's not an over-the-top, you know. Of course mm-hmm. Dean likes this because he's a closet coffee aficionado, and he's on the coffee mm-hmm. website all the time. Um, <laughs> So I think I think with Dean, a lot of subtlety really works in Dean's favor so that things aren't, again, like we discussed, campy or over the top for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also liked him calling calling the Internet the intranet. <laughs> is, <laughs> the know, interwebs. The interweb. Yes, the interwebs. <laughs> it's a goofy, goofy name for it. And, and, well, uh, and I hadn't yeah, heard anybody I, in a really long time. So, again, it goes back to my... Dean's always slightly out of touch thing. I'm like, oh, honey, mm-hmm. that was so 2004 of you. Cute. <laughs> but he's still adorable. He is. You know? I, I love those kind of things. He works hard. Yeah, yeah. And the donut. And I I have such a bizarre question, but in that same scene when they're talking about the coffee, Dean has a T-shirt and a plaid shirt and what looks like another gray shirt I couldn't decide if it was the lining to the one shirt or he had yet another shirt on. <laughs> I, you know, like not the most essentially important question, but it was bugging me. I'm like, how many shirts do you have on? Too many. Three too many. Sorry. I, I remember. <laughs> well, because we showed him fixing up the Impala. I was like, yes, we're going to get one layer again. And then we didn't. So I kind of just registered nope. too many clothes, but not how many too many. So now I'm going to go back <laughs> and watch. Mm. Yeah, and I think glazed donut coffee sounds wonderful. I love coffee, and that sounds like a good. Well, flavor. here's the weird. Here's the weird thing. I'm one of those people who doesn't like flavored coffees at all, at all, mm-hmm. at all, <laughs> like in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so you're saying you um, don't like flavored coffee? Is that right? I'm not a fan. I'm not really that okay. big of a fan <laughs> of flavored coffee. Um, you were being a little vague there. I wanted to make sure. I thought it was yes. being subtle, and so. I really appreciate you picking up on my subtlety. Um, so I was cringing while he was enjoying it. Just like, oh no! It's funny because I just love coffee, and if I have straight coffee, great. I love it. If it's flavor, I love flavored coffees. I love all of them. But my 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 mom and my coworker, neither one of them like flavored coffee. They like 
Just give me coffee. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I take my <laughs> coffee strong with just a little bit of half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, if your coffee needs flavoring, then it's bad coffee. You have to fix it. <laughs> to answer your question, I'm looking at the scene again. It is the lining of the shirt. Ah. Interesting. You can weird. see where the you can see where the front the front placket is folded back a little bit from his uh like uh, from his chest. And you can see mm-hmm. the, the stitching. The stitching. So, yes, it's I, the lining. Which I, means that what actually makes a really cool shirt. But apparently Dean went shopping. Because that's a new shirt, mm-hmm. that's a new t shirt underneath. Cool. And I salute your research, your dedication to research. <laughs> I mean I I take the, <laughs> the hard thing. The, the hard things that no one else wants to do, like really scrutinizing what Dean Winchester looks like. And I take that hit for you. Thank I'm, you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely true. I think, um, not to interrupt this awesome conversation, but um, <laughs> um, I think my favorite line probably in the entire episode, and I was like, when it happened, oh, this finally said that. I loved it. When what? Sam said that Bobby was their surrogate father. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they said it finally in words. Sam and Dean said it. And, you know, they've kind of, you know, said close to that before, but never that exact word. And I was like, oh. And I, I don't know, you know, you may, I may not have ever told you this. I'm a big Bobby Singer fan. I don't know if you know that, but, yeah. I know. <laughs> you say that really close to the vest. I would have never right, thought. Right, right. I no, I I, no. I I do. I keep my things close to me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I learning all to... sorts of things about you guys tonight. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Singer. Four years later. <laughs> but yes, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should really and like following. Plan, following along that, I. I love when um, Dash was saying how fa- that you know how families are; they don't get along, and and Sam says, "Well, but mine does." Well, it's just that me was and my, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah mine my does. Favorite. That was very good. Yeah, scene, yes. loved it. Yeah, and Again, I like the honesty where he no, because he pulls it back by saying, "Well, most of the time," so it's not over the and top. Okay. It's not unbelievable. Yeah, because I mean, who yeah. gets along one hundred percent of the time? That's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I like the honesty in it. I like the the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. And I like that his first impulse was to say, well, mine does. And then, you know, then he knows that, okay, well, it's not always, but no one is. But for the most part, Sam considers their his, his family, his brothers, his relationship good. And it get along. So, yeah, I, was, again, not nicely done, nicely done, not too heavy-handed, not too obvious, honest, and, yeah, liked it. Yeah, nice. And, and also, nice also the, yeah, also the part, you know, where he says, it's just me and my brother, It that could have sounded really, really tragic or even bitter on Sam's part, and it didn't. The delivery of it and the placement of the line was really, really good, where it's it, you don't mm-hmm. feel like Sam is – like he's complaining or he has a lack of connection. He's just saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's just the two of us, and so we have to stick together, which I'm mm-hmm. hoping, you know, judging by the episodes so far that we've seen and some interviews with uh, Jeremy Carver, that that is, you know, the theme of this season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's to, nice. It's a to, nice change. 
to kind of you know, to kind of steal the words yeah to st- kind of steal the words out of Jensen Ackles mouth you know in a couple of interviews where he said you know the brothers are in a good place which we haven't seen for for several years and mm-hmm. I agree that we haven't and I agree mm-hmm. with him that uh, it's time that we see them as a team mm-hmm. and it's not a perfect place and there's still things that probably need discussing and maybe will be, hopefully will be, but it's a, it's a good place. Like they're getting through it and they're working on it and they know it and they're not denying it. And, but they still feel like their foundation is the stronger for it, the stronger it's been in a while. And, and that's okay. Nobody's relationship relationship stays exactly the same for so many years. So, and it's not perfect, and, and they're working on it. But in the meantime, this foundation is finally pretty solid again. So um, that's good. Yeah, because if someone good says, thing. you know, we get along all the time, you kind of side-eye them and go, either you're really oblivious about the your relationship or you're lying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when someone says, you know, for the most part, it's that, that it gives it a reality. Mhm. Uh, um. Also, um, as usual, big shout out to Jerry Wanick and his team because the the house, the set mm. was fantastic. Really, really mm. cool. And the whole upstairs beautiful. part, the whole upstairs mm-hmm. part was built on set. And yeah. Jerry Jerry tweeted pics this week, and yeah, oh, gorgeous. It's, it's hard to believe. It's not a real house. No. So hard to believe it. And and they only have mm. eight days. You know, they, they build this so fast and get it looking so good in such a short time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and, and he and his team are just some of the best in the in the in the business. They really, really mm-hmm. are because they are, they are a team that is constantly yeah, they are constantly building new environments. You know, there is nothing I mean now they have the bunker but that's just one stationary set. They've always kind of worked with one stationary set, uh, you know, whether it's Bobby's house, Rufus's cabin, mm-hmm. or the bunker. But for the most part, the majority of almost every episode is just something either brand new or fully repurposed. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I I so wish that Jerry Jerry would be able to publish a book of the motel rooms of all the sets, you know, what the oh, set no was. I would just love to have a big coffee table book like that. Just that book. would actually oh. be really, really cool. That would be cool. Mm. Um, and they would sell say... a lot of them. They would sell a lot of them. CW, mm-hmm. WWE, there's your, there's your big money maker right there. So. Yep. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Warner Brothers. <clears throat> you know, Warner Brothers, if you're listening, yeah, I'm sure you want to write a book for you. Thanks. Um, Thanks. <laughs> and also in this particular episode, um, you know, you know, the wardrobe department is fantastic. Um, Hetty and I can't remember mm. the other sister's name, but their dresses were fantastic, especially Hetty's and her hair. I loved her hair. The makeup was really good. So go Sabrina. Um, and mm-hmm. the team. but just uh, everything about this episode just really came together really, really well. And I think you know there and had to be there had to be a good amount of pressure for it following the 200th and for it being um, 
kind of set to advertise the game and mm-hmm. it all came together just so very well. Mhm. Yep, for being a fairly simple episode and that's 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 no disrespect to it. It's just beautiful in its simplicity. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. we got a we got a monster and we got to figure it out, but it also it brought in history. It mentioned Bobby. Um it had brothers, it had old school um uh, case factors. Uh it was funny. It was like you said it was scary. It it had it had everything and it was just really simple. Nothing was too over the top. The as you say, the uh uh the the day characters for this episode didn't make Sam and Dean look stupid or act out of character. Um yeah, right. it, was, it was just great. Just great. I hope Eric and Eric Charmello and Nicole Snyder are doing another episode this season. And if you aren't, get busy. <laughs> Write something. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? This episode reminded me so much of, not not story-wise, but feeling-wise, and even placement in the in the series. Um, this episode reminded me of Buffy's Tabula Rasa. It had that kind of feeling yeah, to it, the fun. Yes. yes. And, and and what's what's funny too about it is Tabula Rasa was the first episode after Buffy's musical, and this is the first episode after the almost supernatural musical. You know, so it's like you know both of those episodes followed big episodes. You know, followed the big mm-hmm. episodes, and they you know it, it just felt a whole lot like that same exact thing. Yes, that's, yes. That's, I agree. That's been very cool. And I agree with you yeah. about feeling a tabula rasa, you know, not only just the surface of it, but going by what you think, it's also that the same way with this is with tabula rasa, you had the undercurrent of what the the myth arc was, mm-hmm. technically, which was Willow. Mm-hmm. And in this, you have the undercurrent of the of the mark. So, yes, very cool observation. I get good ideas every now and then. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um. Um, another little moment, and it might have just been me, but it happened every time I watched it, when Colette, yeah, yes, the actual Colette, was picking out the outfit for Bunny's uh, funeral and viewing, and she picked the suit, and then she was, she had a choice between two pins, two brooches, and every single time I go, pick the other one. The one she picked, she did not go. I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you noticed that. I'm like, no, not that one. The other one. And, <laughs> she probably wanted to keep that one. That's why she didn't. Yeah, so I was going to say, maybe it was her way of being like, That's no, right. you get the less. You, I don't want you buried with the one that I might want to take later. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. Hmm. And another little thing I noticed, and I've noticed it for a couple of <laughs> and it's very superficial, but Sam's hair. I, I miss it being long, and it's a it's a little too page boy for me. So yeah. <laughs> I needed to grow out just a, a little a little okay. more. Now I love long hair; it is well documented on the podcast. And I was like, you know, the longer the better. Season eight hair is just so glorious to me. But the I best thing about done. season eight was 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 Sam's hair. That was the best thing about season eight. <laughs> 
Now, well, I would I would completely agree with you. I think you need some layers cut into it. Yes, um, yes, a little too page boy um, at the moment, but but I was thinking that it looked the best in this episode than it has all season. There were some times where you know you could just see the different tones mm-hmm. to the coloring, and it mm-hmm. was just it just looked perfect in some scenes, and I was like, oh, it just looks so good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But yeah, um, I would I would prefer it a little bit longer and with a li- with some layers in it. But yeah, there were mm-hmm. there were a few times and it was just oh my god, gloriously beautiful. Mm, that's season eight, and it used to just glow. I mean, it had like oh. a glowing life of its season, own. It was so gorgeous. Season eight hair, yes. Yeah. Season eight hair, yeah, season eight hair, hair. yes. Mm-hmm. I think with his current with the current hairstyle, the way I really really think he looks great is when it's just behind one ear not behind both ears mm-hmm. yes agreed. yes agreed <laughs> well and so so ends this of this edition of the sam winchester hair report which might be our first <laughs> <laughs> i think this is our first hair report because we did we did the dean hair report at the beginning of the season because dean and dean had different yes. hair so we had been mm-hmm. slacking on the sam winchester hair report Yes, well, we started to make up for it. Our apologies to your hair, Sam Winchester. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I noticed that Amanda would like to call in. So, Amanda, if you're listening, we could probably take a call now, right? We could. Sure. If you'd like to call in. And anybody else. Yeah, and anybody anybody else. else. Not just Amanda. (laughs) We're not limiting limiting it to Amanda only. And I will, only people uh, named out. Amanda. Only, only yeah. people named Amanda. <laughs> and the guest. We will also accept is... Mandy. Your name is Mandy. That's fine as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the, the number is three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. And Amanda's probably like gone off to get like a drink or a snack or something, and isn't. Listening for her shout out. <laughs> her <direction to> call. <laughs> but come back, come back and give us a call. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, until someone calls. Oh, I wonder if this is an end. Hello, Winchester Radio. Hi. Hi. Is this Amanda? Hi, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's sitting by the phone. I know she is. <laughs> Supernatural with my mom, and she kept mentioning his sideburns, and I was like, I don't pay attention to this stuff. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the season seven sideburns were such a, such a point it of contention. That was like that was the great mm. fandom divide. I don't know if there's ever been a bigger fandom divide than how do you feel about <laughs> the sideburns? And I'm not like an analytical person, but my mom said it. And I was like, great. Now I'm never gonna not notice this now ever. Thank you. <laughs> Oh gosh, but yeah, I bought um, I bought a plush um, at a, at a at a sci-fi convention. You've always seen, you know, there people make like plush versions of TV characters, 
and I bought a plush Sam at one in Louisville a couple years ago. And um, she said she specifically put on it the season seven sideburns. And they are, they're really long and pointy on <laughs> this little plush doll. <laughs> I just don't understand how no one said anything. So, like, maybe she, you know, go get a haircut or whatever, shave or something. No. <laughs> it's like you are now no sideburns. <laughs> So what do you think about this episode? The funny thing was, is when I was first watching, because I mean, I loved it. I'm surprised I didn't call on this one because it was like, I could not, of course, <laughs> lucky me, I decided I, that night I had a stomach virus. Oh no. I went to bed, I watched it. I was so happy. I called my best friend and like, I got, I went, I got ready for bed and I just had the chills on stop. And the next day I got a stomach virus and I was like, you're joking, right? The 200th episode airs. Are you sure? <laughs> um, the funny thing was, is when I first was watching it, I was kind of like, I had like reservations and I really hate having reservations about my show. I do not like it. But I think it's because like, I just wasn't used, to, I wasn't used to the way it was like styled. Just like the beginning was kind of like confusing me. I was just like, okay, like what just happened? Like, why are you agreeing with this person? You just killed this person. And then like I was kind of like semi annoyed, but like kind of like almost felt like Sam had the most lines basically because Dean was off like doing his own like searching around thing. But then after I, because I always rewatch it afterwards. So after I rewatched it in its whole, I realized, okay, I really kind of like it. So I did like it. Because at first I had reservations, because mm-hmm. I was very just kind of like, what's going on here? But I did like it. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. the things that stuck out to me was, um, the, and I'm, you said it, um, when, I can't remember his name. It's so bad with names. Um, he was like, well, what family likes each other? And Sam's like, mine does. I was like, oh, like, I really liked that mm-hmm. line. And then, mm-hmm. um... The other thing that stuck out, and I didn't notice that, because I, I, I turned you guys on, and I think you guys were talking about um, that Sam was, like, um, sweating, and I can't remember if you guys said you thought he was doing that because you just he just saw, like, Dean, like, shoot, kill someone, like, nine times. <laughs> Is that what you guys Right, were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I was like, as soon as he had the gun, I was like, oh, no, this is, this is bad. This is bad. And he doesn't shoot. No, he doesn't shoot it once. He doesn't, like. He does it like nine times, and that kind of reminded me of in All Hell Breaks Loose Part Two when Sam had the gun. He just shot Jake like nonstop. Yes, good like point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's that really that's... controlled, just yeah, trigger, 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 trigger. There, yeah. You no, know, you know, it's cold, it's controlled, it's it's very. It's uh, pretty scary. Tunnel vision, yeah, it's very tunnel visioned, and it's supposed to be scary because you know we get it spliced with with Sam sitting there literally freaking out about it. And later on, oh, yeah. I talk about it. So, and then I knew like they weren't going to, I had a feeling Sam was going to be like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, no, it's not. Nothing's <laughs> 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 ever fine. Nothing's ever fine. I know. <laughs> I, I liked it. And I like, and I, you said something else. Um, even though, like, Sam and Dean were, like, kind of, like, apart for the first three episodes, like, Sam really wanted to get Dean. He wasn't, like, really wanted to get Dean back. He wasn't, like, I hate to say it. He didn't hit a dog. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that a dog means is when Sam was not acting like himself. I'm, that's the only thing I can guess is what that officially means now. Um, am I correct? I will, forever, yeah, I will forever be bitter that in the first few episodes of season eight, I defended that so hard because I was sure they were going to give us a good reason for it, like some kind of mental breakdown or some twist. And it never came, and I will never forgive for that. Because I, there, are, our podcasts are recorded archives, so there's all there's this hours of me defending that. Yeah, stuff. Forever bitter than Sam hit a dog, and it wasn't a bigger deal. So I mean, like the way like Jared played it, like freaking out the fact that like he hit a dog, and like like he didn't want someone else to like almost like die on him in a way. But yeah, that I wanted was, something. That, that was the no. end of it. That was literally the end of it. Mm. Yep. There was nothing more to it, and it made me very sad because I, I kept saying, I swear, there's got to be more to this. There's got to be something. If it's not real, it's it's a it's an illusion, and I'm nothing. Sam had a dog. No, remember I was like, no. I went to purgatory. Sam had a dog, and we're done. And I was like, no. Okay. Yeah, Amelia's clearly an alcoholic, guys. You see all the all the little hints about her being an alcoholic? That's going to be really important. No, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't at all. <laughs> never Sam had a dog. Sam just hit a dog. Oh, oh man. And but I like I that they did. mentioning it twice this season. Yeah. Like an acknowledgement where, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, that's the that only was thing I feel like I feel vindicated of the fact that they're going, okay, yeah, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but yeah. I also can't tell. Like, We're sorry, are you a mistake? Yeah, like I feel like they're also going. Okay, we get it. Shut up already. Which is kind of how I felt going back to it. It's kind of how I felt about the 200th episode. Anyway, I felt the 200th episode was so full of yes, we hear you. Here you go. Now shut up. And especially because, especially because, and I knew it wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to keep it because it would mess with the continuity. But the. Uh, the fake amulet's already gone. I knew it. I knew it was gonna happen. I had a feeling. Yeah, that and, I, and and I get, I get it because, like I said, for continuity's sake, something that's freeform swinging like that is a, it's a pain. Yeah. So the minute they, the minute Dean hung it up there, I was like, it's gonna be gone the next time we see the Impala. I'm convinced but, it's in the glove compartment. <laughs> and and I really think there should have been a moment of it being going in the glove compartment or something because where did it go? It almost mm. like it almost feels like the 200th episode exists in this bubble that has nothing to do with the show. Okay. And, yeah, like you can literally take the the, the 200th episode out of the series and watch episode one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, six. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a very standalone-ish. I see what you're saying. Yeah, which my problem with that is, is it was the 200th episode. It's a milestone, and yet I can I can watch the entirety of the show without it, and it'll never make a difference. I have a huge problem with that. Yeah, I can see that. I just really, I just yeah. really liked it because I'm just I like those kind of like funny episodes. But I, I I do know what I do hear what you're saying now. That does make sense. I, yeah, actually, you know, I tried to be very diplomatic last week because I didn't want to be the one, like, grinchy person, but I'm always the grinchy person, so whatever. <laughs> I, really, I really, really disliked the 200th episode. I really did not like it very much, and I know the vast majority of of fandom disagrees with me. Most people no, I loved, really I loved, dug it. I, I really loved yeah. it. 
I really, I really Most people really it. dug it, and I tried really hard last week to pull the good out of it and try to see everyone else's point of view on it. No, I, 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 I really loathe that thing. I can't. I never want to watch it again. Well, because I can tell what kind of, like, you're the one who, like, really likes it, like, like story-wise. You know what I mean? Am I correct? I'm, I, mm, yeah. I, I, I liked it. I wasn't, I, did, I wasn't in love with it. I didn't hate it. The first time I watched it, I was like, eh, I can, I can do without it. It's, eh. But the more I watched it, because, you know, we watched them over and over to get ready for the podcast. And, like, that Friday of the day of the podcast, I watched it, like, four times. I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually really like it. And I ended up no. really, really, it's not I did really like it. favorite. It's not ever going to be one mm-hmm. of my favorites or anything, but I don't hate it. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. But I totally agree with you that you can take it totally out and mm-hmm. you won't notice anything. It, yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. and again, like I said, once you get past the whole idea of it being the, the 200s and the milestones, if you look at it as a final episode, the monster of the week is weak. The storyline is weak. It's just a bunch of pandering, which admittedly was done on purpose under the guise of being a love letter to the fans. But that's just another way to say we pandered to you for 42 minutes and you will shut up about it for us forever. And newsflash, it didn't work. No one has shut up about anything. We still <laughs> all the same. We're still all bitching online about mm. all of it. Still, I. Mm-hmm. So for me, if the fact that this episode did better in the ratings, to me, I was again, kind of in shock about that. To be honest, I was a little in shock. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and, because, and I'm not just saying like you know there's always a they they always also take into account like what you lose in the in the second half hour, um, and this did this didn't lose as much as the other as the two hundred did. And, and this I don't is think that this is the highest rated episode since January. I was just about to get into that. Um, Which, and I think, what was the episode that aired in January? Uh, I don't know. They didn't mention which one it was. They didn't mention which one it was. Oh, I have to look at air dates. But, and I was going to mention that too. And while the reality is is that ratings don't don't indicate quality, that's a fallacy. In Mm. in this case, it was it's a very it's a pretty good gauge of it, in my opinion. Because, like I said, again, they take into consideration if there's a half-hour drop-off. Let's see. In January, the episodes were Road Trip, Firstborn, and Sharp Teeth. Oh, Mm. please let it have been Firstborn. Please let it have been Firstborn. firstborn. We're not even talking about shark shark teeth. We're like, no, no, no. And again, no. I'm, the, I'm the person that's I'm the person that's like, nah, I didn't really like Firstborn that much in retrospect. I think Tim Robinson was great. Firstborn is my favorite episode of all of last year. Yeah. Mm, I loved it. I did love it. No, yeah, I didn't love it in retrospect. I really thought I did, <laughs> and then when I broke it down, um. A lot of you who listen know that um, for ScreenFat with uh, Clarissa, who's Clarissa373 on Twitter, um, she gets a bunch of people together and we do a mid-season breakdown and then we do a full-season breakdown at the end. And at mid-season breakdown, um, 
coming off of, you know, everything from that and then coming back into Firstborn, when I was making my notes for it, I was, I was, all my notes were like, I love this. I this, you know, this is going into my end of the year and, and I love it. By the time I got to writing my end of the year contribution for that, I was like, oh, I think I really dislike this episode. Great. I, I won't get into my issues with it because that was last season. But um, those were the three episodes for January that this um, basically brought the viewership back with this episode. Interesting. And I do think because part of it is, you know, Supernatural has a very dedicated core audience. Um, and this was a very core style episode. You know, it was a very classic kind of episode where you had the monster of the week, you had the underlying current of the overall arc. Um, and they were working together. Similar, and were working together. Right. Very similar kind of to, um, kind of to Croatoan, where you have what you think is, just a monster of the week or a case of the week, and then it tied into to Sam. This one tied into Dean, so yeah, it, it just it really had that kind of feel to it. It it, it felt to me like um, playthings and um, yeah, children yeah, like play with dead things. Even too, you know, it felt yeah. like those episodes, and I love those episodes. So. Yes, it kind of reminded me of like trial and error, just because you had like that like family there, and I don't know oh, why. Oh yeah, I see that too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see that too. Yeah. But you know, overall, I think this was just a really tight, clean episode. Mhm. Seriously, yeah. uh, this season so far is doing really, really well. I'm, I'm really impressed with this season so far. Mhm. Yeah. I I so, hope it keeps. Yeah. I hope it keeps on mm-hmm. in going in this same fashion with Sam and Dean working together. Because oh my God, mm-hmm. we've had enough of them fighting. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I think so. Awesome. I'm encouraged by by what Jensen and Jared have said in interviews. I'm encouraged by what they've said. Where the brothers are in a pretty good place and not perfect because you know the mark of Cain is hanging over both of them and. And that just reminded me of Jensen tweeting Tim Amundsen the other day about, you know, any ideas to get this thing off my arm? <laughs> you know, yeah. It just cracked me up. <laughs> he doesn't tweet often, but when he does, boy, he gets he gets right there. Um, it's in rare form. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I like about I, season 10. Before we went back to talking about when Sam hit a dog, that, like, it's just like they're working together, and I feel like that hasn't happened in like such mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, I yeah. would say probably this this the the relationship between the brothers feels kind of like a blender of season two and season four. Yeah, where where there's obviously mm-hmm. something and nothing is perfect, but there is communication mm-hmm. versus um, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's communication <laughs> and concern. There's genuine concern and, right. and caring in there. Sometimes there's frustration. Sometimes there's, you know, uh, angry or upset and sometimes a little denial or they don't want to talk about it or whatever. But it's but it's definitely got an, enough caring and concern in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that part of the season really, really well so and, far. And, and we've got two more episodes. I think before the before the break before the end of the year, 
Right, so, and then I think then it'll be a five week break. Ugh, a mini hiatus. Uh, well, you know the, the winter hiatus isn't it doesn't always feel so bad because we're always like you know it's the holiday season, so that's that time being mm-hmm. very preoccupied yeah. with family and spending money mm-hmm. and blah 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 and cooking and things like mm-hmm. that. So you don't ever feel that hiatus. <laughs> that one doesn't hurt as bad. Um, right. Summer, and I was going to say, going back to, you know, you talking about the concern and stuff, last season, all we got was, like, a cursory moment of Sam researching the remarkable the, the game, and the, mm-hmm. that was it. And here, we don't even have him doing that, yet the concern is so much stronger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, season nine was, season nine was hard to watch. It was hard to endure. Um, it did feel like an endurance trial. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, not only for us, but apparently for Jensen as well. <laughs> going back to yes. interviews, um, and you know, just going like, through the first six episodes. You know, our, our, we just finished episode six. So I'm looking at the first six episodes of season nine, and we're here. Out of six, there's only one episode I truly don't like. Um, going through season nine, I pretty much only like two episodes out of the first six. So. You know, we're already working on a much better curve for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't care that much, for, if I remember correctly, like episode two of season nine. Yeah, I only liked uh, episode two of season nine was was my actual favorite episode of the season. That only uh-huh. was so good, um, so much going on, but it was it was really well done. We got great VFX. We got Elena being a god, such a badass. Uh, as Abdon and yeah, that was definitely terrible. I'm trying to remember what three was. What was hmm? three? Well, I'm trying three to see what it was. Episode was. I just looked up. Three was I know Angel. Oh, okay. Which, That's which okay. again, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think it was a bad episode, but I didn't really, really like it all that much. I don't care. Which you know, take that however. Um, yeah. Uh, Slumber Party actually um, top two worst episodes. I love of the Slumber season. Party. Huh? I, I liked Slumber Party. That was I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that because of the Charlie thing? Yeah, and it's, mm. it's really hard for me because I like Felicia Day so much, and Charlie is not that far off from Felicia Day. <laughs> So it's really strange to me how much I love Felicia Day and how much I truly dislike Charlie. And I I really liked Charlie in the you know uh, Girl with a uh, Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. Cool. Uh, she started wearing thin for me, uh, larger than the real girl, and it just since then I just no, I can fully do without her, which sucks because we're not done with her, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Real and, quick, and, and, a com- you, on a, uh, just not to interrupt you, I just want to say something that's bugging me. While you've been talking about the past episodes, I've been going through our link to them on our website. What is up with CW? Do they take down their video clips after so long? Because, I, you know, we always put the video clips on the episode um, information mm-hmm. on our website and none of their video clips are working for last year. Do they take them down mm-hmm. after a certain time? <laughs> I was like, please, everyone forget about season nine. Shh. 
<laughs> like now, now it's like I feel like I'm going to have to take the weekend to go through and find actual video clips to replace those I with. hadn't noticed that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do that because I hadn't noticed that because I don't go oh, back. Uh, CW, why you hurt me so? The next day, and they're like, No, we're gonna wait till like Monday, maybe even like Tuesday, you know, the day the day it actually airs to show you a clip for the next episode. I don't like that. I I tried, you know, I always make sure we use the official CW video clips, not the fan ones, you know, you know, try to use the official ones. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to have to start using the fan ones because CW apparently just takes them down after a certain period of time. So, <laughs> fans don't. So, yay for fans. Boo, CW. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was bitter. <laughs> that escalated yeah. quickly. <laughs> and I like having I really my miss- Give you clips the next day. I don't like waiting the day of or the day before. I don't like that. Like, why bother? I um I really miss the Canadian promos. I mean, they were like fifteen seconds, oh, but they used yeah. to do such a cool job with them. Well, I, they were I so had, interesting, I such, and I always oh. had such mixed feelings about the Canadian ones because they were always cooler, but they were also way more spoilery. Story. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always had mixed feelings about well, they them, were cool. but. Um, they were, sorry, CW, I clearly love you because, um, you know, podcasts are one of your shows every week. But, uh, yeah, they were way better than you. CHCH was the one who showed those, and they don't show Supernatural mm-hmm. anymore, I don't believe. No, they mm-hmm. dropped it. No, they don't. Sad, sad, so The state promos, too, I think it's called Ace. What's that with the Canadian promo channel? <laughs> you know, and as Becky and I discussed uh, with episode four with Keeper Moon, sometimes when an episode is so good, you find yourself at a loss for things to say because you're just going, hey, it was cursed. I'm done. <laughs> so, well, it gets um, I... I did notice one little thing. I don't know if you guys noticed it. I've been noticing hmm. while I've been sitting here. Um, Dash's sweater that he's wearing looks very similar uh-huh. to what fandom calls Jensen's grandpa sweater. Oh, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Too. <laughs> like, it looks just like it. <laughs> yes, it looks exactly like the sweater he wore. He wore it for the My Bloody Valentine premiere, and then he wore it when they went to Australia. <laughs> Yeah, and they did yeah. So, because there's a, in the Australian newspaper, there's a picture of Jensen, Jared, and Misha. That sweater. There's only this has a cable mitt, and Jensen doesn't have a cable mitt. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was wondering, you know, because we know Jared sometimes steals clothes from Stratton and wearing them. Like, I was wondering if this was a sweater Jensen had stolen. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it is, uh, the, the knit is different. But mm-hmm. it's still like the collar is the same. It's a very similar shade of gray. Yeah, I had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sweaters, how about those Christmas sweaters in Jason Mann's? Oh Christmas my gosh, oh, that was so good. <laughs> 
Melty. I love Chris Melty. He's the con- convention photographer mm-hmm. for Creation. Not only it's, is he uh, an amazing photographer, but he is yes. just a fantastic person. I just love yes, him. Yes, he's so cool. Yes, so yes, nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you've never gone to a Creation convention, I would say go just to get a photo op just so Chris can be the one to take your picture. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't. I do not like my pictures. I always look to you know. I hate my pictures, but Chris always manages to make me look like oh, I, I like that picture. You know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, full disclosure. I hate getting my picture taken. I can't stand it. For a long time, I didn't do photo walks because it, it has the word photo in it, and no, thank you. But yeah, I have <laughs> like I never have any sense of trepidation with with Chris taking my picture. Not that they all turn out great, because they don't. But if, if they don't, it's me, not him. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. And, and he takes a thousand pictures, so it's just, it's just amazing. The odds that, you know, that all of them are wonderful is, is almost impossible. But he manages. It's just, just incredible. What's so great about him is he checks each one. You know, he checks his yeah, camera. So if your eyes are closed, if you, mm-hmm. uh, for me, he, he catches me chewing gum. And he's like, no, come back. Um, and with <laughs> me, it's glare. It's the glare on my your glasses. glasses glare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, very, and, he's very conscientious of the fact that you paid money for this. And it's so it's your money and it's his name on it. So he's, he's very mm-hmm. conscientious of those two facts. And yeah. I've mm-hmm. been to, I go to several, you know, just general sci-fi conventions, um, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and like this past one I went to um, in August, the photographer I was I could not believe it. The photographer was sitting in a chair. Wow! Yeah, you go, really? Yeah, he's sitting. Yeah, he was sitting on a stool. You go in there, you know, to get your photo. He doesn't even move from the stool. He just sits there, and I'm like, wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's insane. Because if you watch Chris, Chris is very mobile. <laughs> you know, because yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact of the matter is he's taking pictures of a thousand people thousands of times, and we're all different heights. So he has to yes. adjust his stance for those kind of things. Same way Jared yeah. does. <laughs> and, most yeah. now, and most of them, nobody just stands there. There are poses and props, right. and he's got to walk back and walk forward. And he's also a very attentive to the environment because he has a playlist and music, and he'll oh, set I the room up that. so... And so people can come in and kind of watch for a few seconds and enjoy other people's photo ops, maybe get an idea, and, and then move on. So he's he's really got a fan's great experience in mind when he sets up his photo shoots and everything. He's just he's just wonderful. And he puts you at ease too. Yes. So yes. If you if you haven't gone to a creation convention, I would say do it so you know, yes, there's actors from something, whatever. Yes, go so that Chris will take your picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe take in a panel or two if you feel up to it, your choice. And going back to the um, Christmas sweater picture of Jason Manns that Chris took, I know of fans throughout the years who have, you know, taken Christmas hats and stuff with them for their photo ops, and then they use Chris's photo as their Christmas card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cute. But my favorite part about that is is that Jensen's wearing the sweater that says Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. 
and his stupid <laughs> grump face because I'm such a Grinch. Yes. Like, I'm a Grinch. I'm I'm not a big Christmassy person. I mean, it's all right and all, but and just you know his absolute grump face. I'm like, I know that you you know he has a, he has a little daughter. He probably really digs Christmas. I'm sure, but I don't, and so I identified with that persona at that moment. <laughs> I just love that picture. I made it my my wallpaper on my work computer because it cheers me up every time I look at it. And everybody looks. I just oh my goodness. And and somebody posted pictures of of Tom, uh, Jared's son Tom and Jensen's yes. daughter oh, JJ and JJ in and the stroller. They have the same expressions on their faces. <laughs> oh no, it's amazing. It's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, that was Jared hilarious. Exactly the same as that Halloween picture of JJ and Tom. It, it's just, I'm like, wow. It's a, it's amazing mm-hmm. how much they look alike. That was cute. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, I just love it. Adorable. Yes, and we we should say that if you would like Jason's Christmas album, Christmas with Friends, Jensen and Jared and Misha and Richard Spade and Rob Benedict and a bunch of others also are on the album. Uh, he's accepting pre-orders right now. The official release date is December 1st, which is a week from Monday. And if you go to his site, which is jasonmans.com, Mans is with two N's, M-A-N-N-S, uh, you can read about it and order if you would like. So, and you can <laughs> have a, have a, Sound memory of Christmas <laughs> holiday memories from Jason, and not just a picture <laughs> of everybody. Look at that picture's on the CD. Uh, um, it is. Um, someone um, um, posted a picture of the. See, I don't know if it, if they got it from Jason. I don't know, but I thought somewhere someone tweeted it of the whole CD set, and it's the photo underneath the CD. Oh, cool. He is doing a. I'm I'm sure he's picked by now, but he was doing a cover art contest. Mhm. And then there's a whole other event going on. Uh, he and Misha are doing like a in-person performance, and you can buy tickets. And then they're doing a Stonehenge apocalypse kind of. Well, the running commentary. There's a whole conglomeration of things going on. Right, and you can if you're in the LA area, you can attend. Um. It's also going to be live streamed. However, the um, the in person with Jason and Misha that is sold out. There's still tickets available for the main concert. There were only uh, I think there were only like 75 available or 50 available. It was a, it was a small yeah. Amount. I was yeah. really surprised no, too at how cheap, how cheap the tickets were. were. I mean, those yeah, were, they were really low price tickets. Yeah, because that uh, the meet and greet one, half hour meet and greet, that was seventy five dollars, and I guess the meet and greet and the concert. And and I'm like, mm-hmm. seriously, because you know their meet and greets, you know Misha's meet and greets at create at conventions go for like thousand bucks. So I'm like, wow, yeah. you know me. I, I am very proud of Misha for asking for such a little bit amount of money for you know I know the money's going to random mm-hmm. actually could have asked for more, and mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, that, I thought that was really nice of him. Yeah, especially since it was pretty limited as well. He didn't try and find mm-hmm. hundreds of people in there, so it's a small amount of people. So you, they should have a really nice, nice experience for a, a comparatively bargain, bargain amount of money. So good, good for them. <laughs> that's a nice thing. So um, that'll be that's on December fifth, 
Um, like I said, it'll be live new as well. The website for it is ChristmasShenanigansAltogether.com. And I think um, it's only $8 to watch it online, isn't it? I believe so. Because I know the mm-hmm. meeting street was 75 And if you're in the L.A. area, the tickets themselves are only $20. So, yeah, something to do for Christmas. It's not your normal singing Christmas tree or <laughs> or Christmas parade. You know, you know, there was a, it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Misha tried to do a Stonehenge Apocalypse live viewing thing. Um, he had a Christmas Yeti or something for it. Was his mascot online, but for some reason he wasn't able to get it done. I forget. It was like people complained or something. I think I don't remember. Yeah, the I don't remember exactly what happened. I vaguely, I vaguely remember that. I had forgotten all about that. Um, no, I know what you're talking about. It was like a live viewing of like Stonehenge Apocalypse, like right. like a Skype conversation while watching it. Thing. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. There, there was the like a Mystery MSK. Science Theater 2000 yeah, sort of case kind of a. <clears throat> Um, oh, I missed the show. That was so good. In other, yeah, mm. um, in other news, because um, we were talking about creation as well, um, it's been announced that the con for the weekend of the March 12th through the 15th, which is in Vegas, will have Jeffrey D. Morgan. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, he um, he has been scheduled once for, like, a, um, a European convention, and he had to cancel um, so this is going to be his first supernatural con, and I'm sure I'm not alone in being super excited about that because hello, Jeffrey Morgan. Mm. Yes, like I said, I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, in case anyone's forgotten, ha ha, it's John Winchester, <laughs> father. <laughs> I mean, you know, father. unlikely, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> It's been a while. Other John Dad's Winchester, John the man with the sexiest voice on the face of the earth. That's that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, creation. If you're listening, and I know you're not, that's fine. If you can figure out a way to get a picture with Jared Jensen, uh, Matt, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Why do I still need to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan's entire name? <laughs> and and you and you, um, I will sell you my house for that. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I can just have a Winchester generational, yeah, like seriously, you can have my car, like with Amy Gumpnick and Samantha Smith. That would be perfection. Yeah. 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 Wow. Like. They do have the, you know, the what they're calling it, the big one, um, the the J three Jared Jensen and Jeff. Right, and um, I don't see why you can't just pull Matt and Gil in for a, a just just one. Mm-hmm. Really, that would really, be just amazing. They keep saying that they will, you know, they'll be announcing more guests, and this convention is always huge because it's four day event, so they right. have a million guests. I really, 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 I can't express this enough. Really hope that they get Samantha Smith because I, the way mm. he wants a generational photo, I want a John and Mary photo. Oh my God. Yeah. I want yeah. A John and Mary photo. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, and well, Matt and Amy. Next. Oh, wait, no. And Matt and Amy. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. yes. So cool. So, um, that's, that's, that's uh, my highlight. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Good episode. Um, Jessie Morgan's coming to a con. Like, Supernatural Life is good for me right now. <laughs> and, yeah. but, you know, we will be at the convention so everybody listening we will be live tweeting the four day Vegas convention because Jeffrey D. Morgan of course we're going to be there we're not missing that <laughs> yeah I, I pretty much figured that that was a given <laughs> but we're totally going <laughs> we're also trying to recruit everybody we know into going as well yeah, it's like everybody's like, you're going, come on, the rooms are huge at this hotel. Come on, we can all room together. Let's go, come on. <laughs> it's, it's Vegas, Vegas, baby. <laughs> yeah, which is a whole lot of fun, even if you aren't going to a supernatural convention. So you can make a whole big trip out of it. Last, was it last Vegas call I went to or the Vegas come before? No. The, the first time. I didn't go, yeah, I didn't go last time. But I won 60 bucks, too, so, like, <laughs> and our seats were right next to Amanda and Jane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the last time I saw you, Amanda. I'm sad. <laughs> I mean, there's still time for you to get 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 together and come. I'm just saying. I can't. Mm. Sadly, but I'm going to Phoenix, and then I'm going to the Jersey one. So. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, I hope. I mean, just in just a general hope that if Jeffrey Dean Morgan again, I have to say his whole name, Jeffrey Dean Morgan enjoys this convention, he will do more if he can. I know, you know be so busy awesome. guy, but you know, maybe he'll decide to do at least one or two more a year if he can. That would be very cool. So make sure we we show him a real good time in Vegas. Oh, I'm you need, you need to come to Vegas, long. Susan. You need to come yeah, to Vegas. I know. I know, I know, I know. Like I'm seriously. Sorry? I figure that I have to go to I have to go to this one because all three of us went to the very first con, even though we didn't know each other. Um mm-hmm. and then I was there for the first time guild at a con. And so I think it's only appropriate that I'm there for the first time Jeffrey D. Morgan does a con because, yeah, mm. I, yeah. I feel like there's a, there's a pattern that I've established and I need to continue mm-hmm. on with it. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm going to try and figure it out. Yeah, make it work. Yeah. Very good. <sighs> so I think... Anybody have any final thoughts on the episode? Um, what is Jeeves? <laughs> what? Wait, what? What is that? Like he says, like guess what? Like even though the episode name is Ash Jeeves, like what is that? Like I'll go ask Jeeves. Oh like, well, like, I, yeah, I, I figured it was twofold. Jeeves is like a generic term for a butler, but also you might be too young to remember this, Amanda. But <laughs> there used to be a search engine called Ask Jeeves. And it was a I rudimentary. Thought, you know what's funny? I thought it was that. I thought it had something to do with the okay. internet. I was no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. Um, okay. So I, it, now, it really, simple. yeah. 
James is okay. like a, a British name for a butler. Yeah, it's a generic yes, way of saying your butler. It oh, actually, okay. actually, it, I mean, it's it's come to mean that, but it actually well, that's goes what I mean. It's way, yeah. way back to the the books and stories by P.G. Wodehouse, and he was a character um, in a series right. of stories, and he was and he was the valet of a fairly uh, foolish Londoner named Bertie Wooster, and there was a show. Uh, I mean, the the books were in like 1915, which I am looking it up. But I, I remembered it, and I went back to look, and the, there was a TV show in 1990 with Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry called Jeeves and Wooster based based on those books. But I think it's just come to me, like like you said, it's a sort of a generic term for a butler. Yeah, it's, it's um, become kind of thing like all, you know, yeah. Kleenex is kind of tissue, but tissue all becomes Kleenex, even though that's not, Accurate. Yes, Xerox. And Band-Aid, Xerox Band-Aid becomes paper. It's really Band-Aid, copy, things like from that. Xerox machine. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So something like that, so, so it goes way back. But And then there was a search engine, of course, called that. So it is, it's, it's lots of things. But um, I'm not sure where Dean, like, first thought. Maybe maybe the Ask Jeeves search engine, but, you know, who knows. Again, never because he brings it up, and I like, I actually like <laughs> being like, all the butler smart. part. What? I don't think. Um, I liked being, picking out all the names for butlers, like, you know, Mr. Belvedere, <laughs> Jeeves, <laughs> all of them, that was, that was fun. Yeah, I was expecting a Wadsworth, mean. it was not a Wadsworth. I think there yeah. was. I think, I think there was. Oh, Alfred. I really, Alfred. He called him Alfred, too. Yeah, Alfred. And Alfred, yes. They say he went through all I the I didn't catch the Wadsworth one. Maybe I was waiting mm-hmm. for it so much I missed it. So that was fun and very deep to come up with the nickname. Yeah, did, did anybody else feel like the maid really looked like Michelle Pfeiffer? Because I did. Yes. Yes. I know her. Yes. Yes. It was, it was so when <laughs> she looks like somebody, I was like, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Last and one of the two, one of the two um, older ladies, the one with the long hair. At mm-hmm. sometimes I was like, she could pass for twenty five at some views, and then other views is like, no, no, she's not. She's way older. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I was like, wow, she's gorgeous. She could, Sam Jane could totally be into her. And then other times, like, uh, no, I guess. Well, you know, it's so, not the first time we have been last season with. Um, the, the museum curator, was it Dr. Uh-huh. Motherwood? And she was kind of cougar and he was into it. Yeah, yeah. I totally also, um, I really liked Amber. I thought she was funny. Amber yeah, she was. <laughs> and I liked Joking. her, again, going Joking back to the, the writing and the actress, that could have been really over the top with the dumb, the young, dumb, blonde mm-hmm. wife. But no, very well done. Like the movie, yeah. <laughs> that was like my favorite. <laughs> I actually know what she was talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, her. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the end. I like the the end with um with Dash and Sam and Dean. That you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really like Dash. I really like Dash. <laughs> well, his name is Dash. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> It is. I was it's disappointed so that there wasn't a there wasn't a Mickey or a I was disappointed there wasn't a Muffy or a Miffy or a Buffy or something. They needed yeah. one of those. And I love yeah. so yeah. I love the Dean. 
Yeah, I love that Dean oh, called oh, him oh. Izod. I love that he called him Izod. That was like everything you need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was that something was I wanted to mention. Um, I thought it was neat, you know, since the actor that played the preacher from Faith was, you know, playing the butler. Um, the necklace that they left to Bobby, did that not look like the, you know, Coptic cross thing that um, yes. the yes. butler oh, had oh, in Faith? I was like, hey, that looks so much like it. I was like, I also kind of, I kind of thought of me like Dean's first thought is like you know we can pawn it or you know, sell it. Mm-hmm. I always feel like Dean's always just so close to being you know, to having money and then no, it's lottery tickets are bad. They have BlackRock and then no, <laughs> no, you know inheritance <laughs> from no fake. It's so close. Yeah. Oof. You didn't you didn't I, hire I, the entire bunker, Dean. So you know there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I enjoyed Dean enjoying Sam being very uncomfortable from all the attention from the women, you know. Uh, I always his love expressions that. I love sometimes. That. <laughs> Dean, yeah. I love how Dean, Dean's love of awkward Sam is one of my most favorite things. <laughs> I know, I just love it. And I loved how Dean Dean talking about Bobby's love for Tori Spelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice, was a nice throwback. Yeah, and I I was hoping he would say Tory spelling and and pedicures, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, Bobby has secrets. <laughs> yes, that was one. <laughs> well, I like so, what, yeah. what I like with that is if if you're someone like us who remembers that that was a a line watched it enough and you know um, caught that, it's funny in that way. But if you're if you're a more casual viewer and you don't remember that, it's still just a funny thing that like that you know Dean would know that about Bobby. So mm-hmm. I like when, I like when Dean, I think I like when a joke isn't so heavy handed that it only like hardcore fandom gets it. I like when a when a joke works both ways, which I've talked about like with mm-hmm. um, because I again I think that's a talent in and of itself. I don't think you should assume that your viewer is a really hardcore viewer because I know like if you throw me something from CSI Miami, which I was a watched very regularly, but not enough to remember like one line from episode two of season four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like when a writer kind of remembers that and something's obscure enough to, you know, get the fandom gets a kick out of it, but broad enough that the general audience will still find um mm-hmm. yeah like, like a little nod like, like a little nod yeah like, oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. and again that was my thinly veiled way of saying i don't like the fifth episode that was just in case that wasn't clear that was my thinly veiled way of saying that just, no way i had no idea i did not get that from you <laughs> yeah I, I figured it was kind of subtle so i figured i'd point it out with a giant neon sign Got it. You, you, you need to, you know, you need to let your feelings out more often. I really think. I bottle, I bottle up a lot. I bottle up a lot, but <laughs> this is this is cathartic. I just thought you were keeping in the grand tradition of anvils being full. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> see, the difference is the difference is, is as, as Becky and I discussed this during Paper Moon. Paper Moon has some anvils in it, but I was perfectly fine with it. I, up, like I said, up until this episode, Paper Moon was my number one episode of the season. Hmm. 
I really like to give yeah, I'm yeah, telling you, Becky and I was like, no, 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 no,
stay safe because it's a crazy amount of snow that I can't even fathom. Um, but mm. also, the design is available in hoodie form. So, mm-hmm. And it is can, holiday season. So if you are shopping for gifts for any friends, this would be a really cool gift for a supernatural mm-hmm. fan. So various, or a fan of various, classic cars and double traps. <laughs> or if you're if you just happen to know someone who's a, a fan of silhouettes, of classic cars, and men with guns. You know, however yes. you want to look at that shirt. That's that shirt. Yep. Uh, but, um, yeah, that is available with several different cuts, multiple sizes. Uh, and I'm really hard to please when it comes to fandom shirts or just TV show mm. shirts. I'm super picky, and I love this one. Yes. It's about as close to a face on a T-shirt as I like. I'm not big on same here. Uh, same here. Yeah. And this one works works beautifully in that way. Okay. And we're not and just saying that because it was designed for us. We, yeah, we just like it. <laughs> and, and you know, yes. And you know, Jensen Apples liked it because he wore it. So there you go. Yes, he did. There's photographic proof. His Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and I, speaking of Jensen wearing shirts, I also liked that when they were tweeting the 200th, and his picture was he's wearing a Latin swing shirt, which is Rob's. Yeah. And and I thought that was super adorable. Yeah. So. And there was. Um, a picture tweeted this week, uh, telling a uh, fan that in J.J. were at Disneyland, and he was wearing an Arm the Animals t-shirt. I saw that. I love that. Travis mm. Aaron Wade, when he was on our podcast a few weeks ago, he told us all about Arm the Animals. That's an uh, uh, organization that he helps promote and he's a part of. Um, money um, goes to help animals through the sales of those mm-hmm. T-shirts. It's a Travis, it's a Travis Wade thing. So I love that Jensen was wearing one of those as well. I think and, they're, I think they're based in Los Angeles, and I, I have to say it's wonderful that Travis does it. But he's he's predated by Kim Rhodes at least a couple of years because she worked with them and promoted them, and I bought a T-shirt from them like because of her like a couple years ago. So. I'm glad he's awesome. keeping the tradition going, but yeah, and I I love. I think I wore it the other day. It's a, it's it's a la Hello Kitty, but not really. And it's a kitty face. It's a black T-shirt and it's kind of a dark color red kitty silhouette face, and it's got crossed like bayonet knives underneath, and it says "Arm the Animals." So you know, if you're a kitty fan. And and supporting the animals, that's a really cool version of T-shirt that they have. And I like the one Jensen had too today with the elephant and the tank. <laughs> um, the one I, yeah, the one I really liked when, on the website was um, there's a turtle one that I really liked. When Travis was on our podcast that weekend, uh, when Travis was on, um, on the animals gave out a, a discount code for Supernatural Family um, SPN FAM Supernatural Fam. S-P-N-F-A as a Mary. Um, I don't know if it's expired or not. So if you want to um, go shopping, maybe buy the same she- T-shirt that Jensen has, um, you can go to armyanimals.com, maybe try and use the S-P-N-F-A-M discount and see if it still works. And if that and one even doesn't if you can't... work... Oh, I think that one was for 20% off, so I'm not mistaken. If that one has expired, there's also... Uh, A T A C 
social, like arm the animals, A-T-A, social, all one word, 10, and that's for 10% off. So if the other one doesn't work, try that one as well. Yeah, and even if you can have a discount, they're a really good cause. So yeah, they're they're you know, actually really cool shirts. A lot of different um, a lot of different styles available. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my T-shirt was like ten bucks, and that was I had no discount. And and ten bucks is you know pretty pretty good for a T-shirt and good cause. And um, I had no they ship right away, and um, it's a really great T-shirt. It's been through the laundry a few times and looks great. So. I can say from experience, they're a, they're a good group, along with Travis supporting them now and Kim Rhodes from a couple of years ago. So yeah, and it's Christmas time. You can get a Christmas gifts and go for a good cause at the same time. Or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or anything else. Any holiday shopping you're doing, <laughs> it will work. Okay. I feel like the podcast tonight has been like um, the last Lord of the Rings movie, but it's at the High King, because it's had like seven different endings. <laughs> we can wait, and I know. We're like, okay, wait, 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 <clears throat> But I think um, it might yeah, be finally time to go to the summer country <laughs> and end yeah. the podcast for this evening. Yeah, I think we're going to hit our official ending for the episode. Um, again, for me, so far, favorite episode of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge kudos to Eric and Nicole, and welcome Nicole to Twitter. She is at Nicole A. Snyder, uh, Snyder with a Y. And mm-hmm. go show her some support. Yes, definitely. Great episode, and I liked the little push forward on the Mark of Cain storyline at the end with Dean going a little overboard and Sam definitely being worried. So, yeah, yeah, great. Great, great episode all the way around. And fun podcast. Good night. Thank you to everybody uh, for listening. We are WinchesterBros.com and at WinchesterBros on Twitter and WinchesterBros on Facebook. Thank you so much for following and liking us there. We really appreciate it. We got all the supernatural news uh, about everybody past, present, and future to do with supernatural. So, um Thanks very much. And, thank, and thanks, Amanda, for calling. We always love it. We oh, I love, I love talking to you guys and hearing your guys' opinions and stuff. I love it. Thanks. We love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll have Jared and Jensen take us out. Okay. Bye, guys. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.